pro wrestling talk from the four corners of parts unknown. This is That Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to That Wrestling Podcast. It's Brian, yeah, me, in the host chair for this week. Jason is here. Uh, I was but, not so, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Right. Which is why you're running the show. The the unconfirmed rumors that I had heard was you were shamed out of the host chair for realizing how much the chicken sandwich wars were like the war of AEW and NXT. That's the rumor I've heard. It's unconfirmed though. Well, you know, <laughs> I was in some serious distress after the man bun incident from last week, which true. Nobody knows what happened to the man bun. Is it here? Is it gone? You'll never know. Yeah, we'll, we'll never know. We'll, we'll live to fight another day. But the rest of the gang's here too. Joe's here. Kevin's here. Good to have you guys aboard. Before, um, we, before we go any further, yeah, we have a huge milestone amongst our group. Congratulations, Joe and, and his wife, on buying a brand new home, man. That is, that's good shit. That is yes, absolutely so congratulations. I am moving to man. another part of Parts Unknown. I'm going a Very little bit cool. further south of Parts Unknown. So this is my last night in northern Parts Unknown. And uh, for a wrestling chant, you deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> you, deserve. you deserve it. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Thank you yeah. all. I, I just thought it was because of the, the pay-per-view this past Sunday in your house. <laughs> it all just came together. How ironic. Um, yes. Congrats, Joe. Um, so I guess even though I'm, I'm hosting, I suppose I, I can do whatever I want, but why mess with perfection? So let's start how we always do with what are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today, today? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today? What are you wearing for this week? I'll start it off as the host, and I just thought it was only appropriate. If I'm taking over as the host, we have to wear a shirt that represents taking over. So I have, of course, the <laughs> WOH taking over. Uh, we'll, we'll let the, the man of the hour with the, the, the house, Joe, uh, what do you've got, brother? Well, uh, I did not realize that I packed away all my wrestling shirts. Rookie but, moves, rookie moves. I found, this is, it still counts as a wrestling shirt. It's from the Under Armour collection, the Project Rock. I got a rock respect shirt. So you got to respect that I still found a wrestling shirt, even though I packed everything away. The Rock yeah, used to wrestle, so I'll accept that. He did. That. He, he used to be a wrestler. I don't know. Not a lot of people know that. Yes. He's been a tooth fairy. He's done a whole lot of different things. The game plan. was one of them. It, yes, the, the game, game plan, plan was the best. It was the best Rock Game movie. plan was his worst movie. We'll talk about no! that. No! Oh, no. Oh, How no. dare you? Is that when he was a football coach? Yeah. No, he was, was a, football a football player. player. Grit, Gridiron Game was oh, when Gridiron he was a coach. Game. That was good, oh, but my. game plan, I turned it off halfway through. But that's tall. for another show. That uh, wrestling podcast at the movies coming up next week. <laughs> Kevin, I love the million dollar belt background that you've got. What are you yeah, wearing today? I'm gonna talk about that. In a oh little yeah, bit, but I don't have a million dollar man uh, t shirt. Actually, I do. I ordered one, but it ended up being a youth large. Uh, <laughs> I'm is, sure you would still fit in it. It is. It is from my wife's shirt. 
but I wore the closest <laughs> thing with some dollars on it. I'm wearing a retro Ric Flair. Woo! Oh yeah, that fits. That fits. I'll allow that. And Jason, sum us up, I, my friend. I will round this out. Uh, homage. I've spent a lot of money there. I, I, I feel like I should have be in like the gold members club. Uh, this week it is the ravishing Rick Rude homage T-shirt. Um, if you're listening, homage, come on, man. I just I got two shirts came today. I got three more coming next week. Come on, man. Come on. I got yeah, like stock in the company. When you wear the shirt, do you put your hands behind your uh, uh, neck and like gyrate to make ravishing Rick Rude gyrate on your shirt? I would. Well, I, when you watch the video version of this video, when you watch the video version of the podcast, you'll get your answer. Mm-hmm. All right. Nice <laughs> plug there. <laughs> YouTube, that wrestling podcast. Well done. Guys, the biggest news of the week from, from what I gathered was the return of Samoa Joe to NXT. Now, to recap, the wrestling world was shocked to see that WWE released Joe just shortly after Mania. Uh, we haven't heard much about his plans as he was in the midst of the 90-day non-compete, but word broke over the weekend that NXT and specifically Triple H wanted to bring Joe back to NXT. And the, the noise only got louder at the end of TakeOver when William Regal said, ah, it might be time for a change. People speculated Joe would be brought in to be GM of NXT. So we fast forward to Tuesday. Joe is brought out by Regal. He turns down the GM position, but accepts an enforcer position. So let's let's cover this from a couple different angles. I guess first off, Kevin, are you happy that Joe is back in NXT, or did you hope that he'd go to a different promotion like an AEW or Impact? I uh, I am glad he's back in in NXT because NXT is is still pretty dang cool in in the WWE realm. I think uh, Impact he's already been in in that realm. He would have been a huge fish in in a small pond. And I feel that in AEW, if he would have came in like a Miro, but he's but from what I read, he's still under what concussion protocol from seeing from, that too. So, so I wouldn't want him to go to AEW just to be on the mic or be something that he could be in NXT because we've seen him in NXT and, and he, you know, can go toe to toe face to face with cross. Can he wrestle him? No, but can he like maybe put him in a chokehold and like make him look tough while, you know, maybe recovering from the concussion. So I am very glad that, uh, that he's back. One thing that I really liked about that segment and I don't know if Regal had like Vaseline on his face, but it's like that tear never moved. Yeah. There were tears, Kevin. It was an emotional moment. It was but, tears. That's how English was, men cry. It was, it was like, so heartless. But he got like caught up in the moment like a few times. And I was just like, okay, maybe he is really going to cry. And then, you know, Cross came out and it was just, it was a really, really good segment. And I thought Joe, it was a really, really good uh uh I guess return of Samoa Joe in, in NXT this past Tuesday. Regal has been known to be a man's man, if you remember <laughs> that, guys. Uh, Joe, same question for you. You and Samoa Joe are BFFs. You, you gave him the nod at Disney World a couple of years ago, so you maybe and had some he gave insight. It back. Exactly. <laughs> Your guys are boys. Uh, same question. You happy he's in NXT? You wish he was going somewhere else. What do you think? No, absolutely. Uh, NXT definitely. Uh, I was just glad that they brought him back. Kevin brought up the whole impact in AEW and 
impact. No, it would have just been too much of, I don't, I think he would have just been big fish, small pond and no one would have really noticed AEW non-compete, like not being able to wrestle. They already have Taz for that. They didn't need Samoa Joe to like go for a, they, there's too many managers in AEW, too many legend managers in AEW. I think he would have just been white noise there. I was kind of hoping for a final tour of Ring of Honor, to be honest with you. But going back to NXT, uh, being this enforcer for Regal, those two together, it's going to be amazing. And with the enforcer, once he's cleared, enforcer turns into a final run. Yeah, I think that's the that's the big hope. I mean, boy, you you felt the tease with him and Cross right from the beginning, right there. Uh, Jay, so my my next question on this one, I know you expressed your opinion on this on Twitter, so I want you to elaborate for our audience. Because of the word leaking, is you know not official, but people were saying it looks like Joe's back, and I wondered if that ruined and lessened things for his reappearance on Tuesday for you. And I think I know the answer to this. Well, last week I said Joe was the guy. Now, that wasn't a spoiler. That was actually a prediction. And when the story broke out that I was correct, I wasn't credited. And (laughs) the fact that I, I hate it. We will never give spoilers on this show. And if one of us gives a spoiler we will wish them well on their future endeavors, me included. Like, I will never purposely give a spoiler. But the fact of the matter is, that crowd at NXT was garbage. It was, it was garbage. Yeah. They were on their phones. They knew it was coming. There was no surprise. Can you imagine the pop it would have gotten if it was a surprise? Now, if he would have went somewhere else, I mean... Brian, you were the one that said many years ago that if Samoa Joe came to WWE, they would rename him Tonga Jim. <laughs> Luckily, that did not happen. Yeah. But classic. It's the best move for him. And as much as I enjoy AEW, I've come to the realization that NXT is the best wrestling show on television right now. Great, great words. Uh, anybody else with the, the leaks want to talk about how it felt? Because I admit, yeah, when the music hit, it, it certainly would feel different. If you think about like AJ Styles appearing at the Rumble or Edge appearing at the Rumble, like that was really no word leaking. It does feel different. Did it, did it really it, dampen it for anybody else? Kev, what do you think? I, yeah, I, no, yeah. It, it's it's. I don't want to undersell NXT, but like the events that you mentioned, you know, it's kind of a big entrance to, and it's like Samoa Joe isn't coming back to wrestle. Like I, I wasn't, I still sat in my chair. Like there's times, you know, where I'll jump up and get pumped upon a return, but I did go like, Joe, Joe, Joe. Yeah. The the theme music. Come on. It's so good. But like, I I guess I wasn't as excited because, you know, Jay spoiled it already. Yeah. Yeah. Prediction, not spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad. I'm, right. I'm happy for Triple H. You know, that was the one when those cuts were announced that you just go, what What are you doing? And it's just, 
as much as we're WWE fans, you know, I hate seeing those sort of things. Cause it's like, what, this guy's so talented. Anything you want him to do, he could do amazingly. And I'm glad that from all reports, Triple H stepped up and said, let's bring this guy back. I love to see some common sense in wrestling. Doesn't happen right. all that and, often. But now it's going to turn into who's Triple H going to bring back. Is he going to try to fight right. for Alistair Black? Is he going to try to <laughs> right. fight for... Like that, as soon as he, they, the story came out that Triple H, when he found out Joe got released, he was like, I'm bringing him back. Is he going to do the same thing for his other guys? Yeah. I think Alistair Black is the only one that would make sense to go back to NXT. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yep, absolutely. What about Vega? Didn't she, wasn't she seen like two weeks ago there? Yeah. It's, like it's, that the next week he got released. That, that, I just thought of that. I'm like. Probably why I got released. Yeah, I don't I don't know. There has never been any reports of her resigning. It's just that she was there. Um, Jay, you pointed out um, how, you know, Alistair Tommy end was on Renee Young's excuse me, Renee Paquette's podcast. And he's a straight shooter. I I listened to that, too. And he talked about how, um, you know, when Zelina was released, he was like, you know, Alistair Black, a character. Um, How does he feel about it? It's business. I'm here to do a job. Let's go. Does Tommy N, my husband, as a husband, feel a way about it? Absolutely. But he was able to separate the business and personal. So maybe if Selena does really want to return, that they'll still work that out. It seems like they've got a, a pretty good attitude about it all. Um, all right. So moving on, uh, TakeOver. TakeOver was Sunday. So we're kind of working in reverse here. But I, I think we got to at least mention it. In my opinion, it was a good show, but it wasn't a great takeover. There's something was missing. Maybe if they would have made the Samoa Joe Samoa Joe surprise during takeover, I, I don't know. It just it didn't quite hit the mark compared to other takeovers. Again, good show, just not to the level that some of the other ones have been. Um, my personal highlights: I love the opening six man match with uh, Legato de Fantasma versus Bronson Reed and MSK. Those guys were great. The second second half of the main event was great. Once we kind of worked out that okay, Cross can't kick all of our asses the entire time. We got <laughs> we got to throw him through the house. Um, so again, nothing was bad, but when compared to other takeovers, this is nowhere near the top for me. Um, Jason, why don't you share your takeover thoughts? I know you uh, were checking it out as well. I I did enjoy it. Um, okay. I know I know that you know, in the group text that we have, I had said at the beginning of the main event, like this doesn't even look like a fair, fair contest. And then towards the end, obviously got better. I, uh, the only match that I believe I didn't care for were the, the women's matches, which we talked about last week. That was just formulaic. We knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And uh, overall, yeah, it's not a great takeover, but it's takeover. It was better than the last one, and the next one will be better than this one. I mean, that, that's the thing that I don't understand how they accomplish getting better every takeover. Uh, but it's, you know, why it happens at this level and not the next one. I mean, obviously we know why, but, man, the, every takeover is better than the last, and this is in the same boat for me. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll disagree with that, but, you know, again, hit the mark. It was all right. You know, when we move forward, I, I think they're looking at uh, SummerSlam weekend is going to be the next one. And then, of course, we got Great American Bash coming up on July the 6th. Some other NXT highlights 
for me, L.A. Knight with the turn on the million dollar man. Whole, yeah, exactly. Ha, 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 ha. Holy shit, guys. Joe, Kev, anyone who wants to start off on that one? I didn't see uh, it coming. You know, call, call me naive I Nancy. I loved it. I love the setup. Yeah. Talking about, yeah. Like, you know, how prestigious it was. And he grew up, never meet your idols, but I say pick the right idol. And he was just setting it up. And I'm like, all right, something's going to happen. There's no way they're going to do this happy go lucky moment. And when he like just started and credit to DiBiase, he was taking it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, uh, he yeah he's, uh, I got to say it was a surprise, but that's the thing we're missing nowadays is being actually surprised and invested in a story. And we've been invested in the story for months now when it started with Cameron Grimes. Yeah. yeah. So I, I dug it I, as much as I hated to see it. It was like, OK, let's see where it goes. Kevin, anything to add? You got the million dollar I, belt shining I, brightly in your background. I do. When when I I said last week when I did the run in, I thought Cameron was going to win the ladder match. Just I just the only one. partially because I wanted to go <laughs> yeah. against you guys in, in that. But look where that got you. Even with him losing and coming out, you know, to the defense of Ted and and scaring off LA Knight. Uh, he still comes out just as good with LA Knight holding the belt. Plus, I'm sure Jason's jealous of LA Knight's shoe game because every oh, week comes out his, like, uh, like I'm sure a very expensive pair of Nike. Uh, what are those Air Force Ones? Jordans. 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 Every uh, when he was Eli Drake if, on his pro wrestling tee store, every one of his logos were based off of a Jordan logo. He's he's got a pretty sick collection, so. Uh, it's pretty awesome. I mean, I'm almost there, but not quite. No, LA, I feel like LA Knight went from bad guy to heel. Now it's like mega, mega heel. Like it's it's fantastic. And I can't wait to see where he goes. But he looks like a million bucks and now he has the belt to prove it. So who are the other mega heels on NXT, Kevin? Killer Cross. Is he? Then there's a uh, well, Killer Cross is in mean and in and talking on the microphone. LA Knight's kind of like a cool heel asshole, where Killer Cross is more heel scary, I guess you could okay. say. Legato, Legato, I'd say are heels. Um, Gargano. Yeah, yeah, and they and they're yeah. kind of the goofy heels, right? Yeah. Right, they're right. they're yeah. the uh, you know fit a little different heels. Yeah, they're like yeah. the Seth Rollins. He's like right, reminds me of heel Seth Rollins. Right. Did uh, did you guys see the photo on social media of the way? Oh, yeah, click related oh, gear. So wow, good. so good. I love so the good. dog was Triple H. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I did, so I totally missed that. I don't yeah. know what did they do to the dog. I didn't even Where, realize it was, uh, it the, was the, the hunter. The like hunter the hunter foo-foo like oh, circumstance. Yeah. yeah i did see triple h say why are my ears so big but uh <laughs> yeah usually yeah. it just knows <laughs> yeah the then, greenwich snob yeah and then uh sean and triple h took photos with the way so if you go search them on social I media the click with Shawn michaels and hbk which is pretty cool so yeah, I I've, love that I've, Austin Theory did the Diesel thing during Tuesday's NXT. And yeah. <laughs> like, we're not doing Diesel anymore. We're not doing the. Yeah. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
That was great. Yeah, I, I, I've never felt, you know, pun intended, I never felt some kind of way when I saw Indy as Razor Ramon. <laughs> the ooze and machismo is one thing. That was a little different for me, but nevertheless. Um, good stuff. Uh, Jason, to you. So we didn't come out of NXT with having any clue of who is going to go up against Cross. We already have set up O'Reilly and Cole at Great American Bash. So they're out. Any clue on where they're going or who would you like to see? You know, I think now it's going to turn into not necessarily an open challenge situation, but we're going to see the guys that are somewhat new, you know, maybe get run over by Cross. Um, you know, I would like to see Jake Atlas and Cross go because they've done indie work, I'm sure. You know, both being Southern California, Las Vegas area indies, I'm sure they've crossed paths at some point. Um, overall, I, I, w- I wouldn't mind Champa, but, you know, it looks like they're going tag team with right. him. You know, the, the Samoa Joe thing, you know, I feel like he can only beat everybody up for so long until he gets cleared. Uh, then obviously him and Cross would be. Now, I think Joe, Joe I think, is the only believable one. Right. Uh, unless, you know, Triple H does bring back an Aleister Black or, uh, you know, I know somebody had said a couple weeks ago that maybe Finn Balor goes back to the main roster, but I think Finn Balor could be another one that, you know, could be in that list of, you know, whether he's on NXT every week or, you know, maybe – matches or every th- two or three weeks but i just think he's just going to run through some of the roster the the mid-card roster and you know guys that aren't going to win the title but definitely could use the rub by going into the ring against somebody like cross yeah i think i think joe not samoa joe but our joe uh, also <laughs> referenced keith lee and like hey, where's been keith yeah. lee you know he's the one who cross beat for the title maybe they can bring him back um, yeah, all, all to be determined, but, um, I, I want to keep an eye too on Bronson Reed. He's been showing me a lot. He's pretty athletic for a really big guy. Um, you know, maybe he's not next, but he could be, we could be talking more about him in like a year from now. I could see Pete Dunn. I mean, being one of the guys okay. he goes through, it's believable, but not winning, but at least yeah. we'll have well, a good match. Wait a minute. Okay. I got one. SummerSlam takeover weekend. You're going to say the same thing about that. I was waiting to say, go on. No, on the count, on the count of three, you guys say it together. All right. Ready? One, two, three. Walter. Walter. All right. <laughs> That's exa- and I was going to say SummerSlam NXT event. Then- Maybe not for the title. Maybe it's Oh, just- my gosh. Yes. <laughs> no, no title because I was going to say if Cross beats Walter, Walter's reign still goes. Yeah, it's just no. a, a, an exhibition, an exactly. inner promotion, you, you know, U.S. versus the U.K. I mean, hell, maybe all of SummerSlam is U.S. versus U.K. Save NXT versus NXT UK for Survivor Series takeover. Maybe yeah, that's when like they do that. it. Ooh. Like that. Nice. You know, I predicted Samoa Joe last week, so I'm sure I'm right on this one, too. (laughs) In that case, I'll... Well, uh, if you're right, then we wish you the best on your future endeavors. (laughs) Prediction, not spoiler. For SummerSlam NXT, we'll go with the second best option, Leon Ruff versus... (laughs) Ruff Riders! We do love Leon. Oh man, good good job booking the territory, Jason and Kevin. I'm I'm all about it. take take my money for Walter and Cross. I, I like it. Let's move on 
to Monday Night Raw. And our, our resident hater in the house, Joe, I've already pulled up the text. I don't need to screen share. We're going to say it word by word. Oh. Word by word. Raw wasn't terrible this week. <laughs> it wasn't terrible. It mean it was wait, great. wait, wait. Okay. Right, Here, right. Wait, wait. Before we go any further with that, sidebar. <laughs> Couple weeks ago, my wife was visiting my her sister and our nieces and nephews. My nephew is 12 years old, and she called me to hear him play the piano. And just being funny, I'm like, "Hey, man, can you play Peanuts, Charlie Brown?" And he did it. And my wife's was response was, "Wasn't terrible." I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" My response <laughs> was, "You're gonna get my respect." My 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 comment was, "You're gonna get all the chicks." And her response was, wasn't terrible. Yeah. yeah. Like, come on, Joe. <laughs> wasn't terrible. What a, okay. what a heel There's turn a big from your difference. wife. One's a 12-year-old who's playing the peanuts on the piano. The other one is a group of adults who have been putting on the longest weekly episodic <laughs> show on <laughs> broadcast history. And it wasn't... To say it wasn't terrible, that's good for me because later on, we're going to be talking about our year predictions like our resolutions of what we wanted to talk about we and are? my number yeah we are brian well, late future that. episodes future oh, episode. yeah, okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. and my number one you'll see why i'm very upset about this it wasn't terrible but the thing is smackdown and nxt are so much better look at the stories on smackdown look at the people involved in them everyone's involved you got kevin owens you got Sami Zayn. you got apollo cruz you got biggie you got roman reigns you got the usos you got the mysterios you got uh carmella you got bianca you got bailey you got seth Rollins all right and point, made, ding, ding, point, made. We, we point made is yes. look at the difference in talent and it's not that they're better performers they just have better things to work with while raw we're still getting the same repeats every week mm. and that's my problem how dare you disrespect jackson Riker? my goodness uh, <laughs> no, no joe joe i'm with you i i put and it by uh, the way my, um, what? i said earlier today uh on a milk carton where is damien priest yeah well well 100 100 right where's so, gender and i'm actually being serious about there's this. only made three big... hours of tv they put everybody <laughs> oh, and, on every week Joe. and did you Come hear on. all the wow. list of people i listed for smackdown that's only two hours oh my gosh all right all right well i didn't people. i don't want to take it this direction we could because we could do that every single week but Joe, yeah, your headspace was where my headspace was. I just framed it a little differently in my notes. I put Raw had some good parts, I swear. <laughs> so I just had it a little more optimistic in my wording. <laughs> I think RK Bro and New Day, over 20 minutes. That was great. They went through two commercial breaks. Yeah. You don't get that too often. I love that. I loved MVP egging on Kofi again, stirring the pot about how Woods took the pin. Hey, Kofi, good luck Sunday. Oh, wait, you don't have a good <laughs> Sunday. Love where there's going. And what I want to get your guys' thoughts on, because uh, I'm not sure about this one. I'm, I'll give it, I always give things time. I don't write everything off on the first thing. The Eva Marie debut. All right, J Jay was first to clap. Standing ovation. Oh my! Standing ovation. Perfect. Excellent. Excellent execution. Fucking perfect. Ah, the best. This is, this is per. This is perfect story writing. Better than me predicting Walter and Cross 
NXT versus NXT UK at Survivor Series. This is perfect because everyone is going to be pissed off. I'm sure Joe is like pissed off. Kevin, somebody's pissed off on this panel, I'm sure. But what they're doing is they're pissing everyone off. That's what I'd said a couple weeks ago. They are invoking emotion. Eva Marie evokes emotion from the fan base. Now, she's not getting in the ring, but she's taking credit for the win. Who does that? Nobody. So that's, that's another innovation. Then, uh, we'll say in two months, Eva Marie wins the women's title by not even having to compete. Piper Nevin gets pissed off. Boom. Instant superstar. Instant baby face. Instant feud. And to the moon with Eva Marie and Piper Nevin. Kevin, what's I, your thoughts? I, there's there one Eva uh, body is probably the most toned body I've, I've, I've seen. Always go there. I mean, she looked, she looked phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah, Piper, you know, we've seen her on NXT UK and uh, uh, squashing Naomi. Uh, maybe a little, Naomi could have got a little offense, you know. No, nothing. she wasn't prepared. She was not, she was one of my draft picks. She was not prepared for that match. That's not her fault. So Piper, <laughs> Piper looked great for like a, 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 a larger woman. She's kind of like Bronson Reed. Like she can move so well. And, and I know I couldn't do any of the stuff that she's doing in there. And she does like the, the side smash. And it was, it was really cool. There's one thing I, I, I didn't get, and maybe Jay, you can help me. Uh, leading down to the ring, Eva Marie was like so pumped, but at the end it was like, Ooh, don't touch me. Or like with when Piper would like be really close, like Eva was like irritated or something. Like I didn't quite understand that. I think that's the the angle, you know, it's all good. And then maybe it's Piper was sweaty and Eva or, doesn't or want to deal me, with or that. Give me my victory. I'm done with you for now. You know, you did what you were supposed to do. And on on Twitter, uh, even retweeted that that's her pro- protege. So moving forward, uh, I'm curious to see where that goes. But I absolutely loved it. If, if Evolution is a T-shirt, I'm going to go buy one and I'm not even waiting for the sale for 4th of July. I'm waiting for my Britt Baker sale. <laughs> what, say, what say you, Joe? Uh, well, this, I only had two words for it. And Jason, your response makes my two words even better. Retribution 2021. No, no. You see oh, how excited God. Jason is about this. Do you remember? <laughs> let's go back. Let's get the way back. machine. 2020. Oh, retribution is going to be the greatest thing ever. I am so pumped for this. They are so ready. Hater, what happened? I'm not a hater, but it's you are a hater. And uh, retribution still isn't over. Mason T Bar are still there. Dick, (laughs) you're really holding on to retribution coming back. Are are you waiting for? I'm gonna buy that shirt too. too. It's buy that clear. shirt too. It, that's on clearance. Yeah, that's on clearance by now. I'll buy you the know, cardboard Jay, standees Jay, to put behind me every week too. Jason's still waiting for the union to come back with a mankind test, <laughs> oh big God. show. Yeah, that's like, that's where we're going. I don't with. even know what that is. Damn that that, that didn't last long. Don't worry, um, guys. Neither you, will you this. keep you keep. Oh, wow, you keep saying Piper. Um, hi, I'm the Raw announce team. Who's Piper? Oh yeah, yeah. That I was weird. hate that. Yeah, 
I hate it. I get it. NXT UK isn't big. The Mae Young Classic that she was in was a long time ago. But I hate, like, I hate having my intelligence insulted. So that was my only real complaint. The gimmick and what? everything else is fine. But I didn't like that. Who is she? Who? Well, I have your answer. Jimmy Smith is new to Raw. But, 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 but Byron, Byron and Byron Corey and were doing the same Corey thing. Aren't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's fair. But yeah, Byron Corey are. You're so, such a hater. You're such a hater. Yeah. Brian, hater. Good. No, well, hey, don't, <laughs> don't insult me. Don't insult me. I'm intelligent. Um, great main event. I liked uh, Drew and AJ. Obviously, those guys are pros. And I like throwing in the Viking Raiders. You know, usually that, that silly, oh, there's interference. There's a six man. But I like seeing the Viking Raiders get into that spot. I also liked that Lashley had to leave, take off his suit, and put on his gear and come back <laughs> mid-match. Like, that's, that's cool. That feels real, right? So I thought there was some good stuff. We even had Alexa Bliss wrestle. Uh, Lily was put in time out. So maybe <laughs> the, the negative reaction to the week prior uh, was resonating um, with the writing team. So we'll see where it goes and um, where it's going to go is this Sunday. We've got hell in the cell guys. Um, I don't think there's a ton of buzz on it. We know that money in the bank is the first big show with the fans and WWE rearranged their pay-per-view schedule because of that. So I'm sure we'll all check it out. Not a lot of buzz, but um, we'll, we'll go through the card quickly. Uh, we've got, um, this is obviously, we're recording this Thursday. We'll see if anything comes new from SmackDown uh, later on Friday. But we've got Alexa Bliss and Shayna Baszler. Anyone think anything but Alexa on this one? I'll go Shayna. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe it's just a no contest. You know, the lights go out. Um she has black stuff coming out of her mouth. I don't know. Uh, a lot of people yeah. wanted the fiend to return, but nah, that ain't happening. Not for Shayna Baszler, but you know, I, I hope, I do hope Shayna Baszler comes back as Lily blonde hair, pigtails, overalls. I think it could be fun. He already has kind of jacked up teeth too, right? Kevin, get out of my head. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you've been singing the praises of SmackDown. So, how about the SmackDown women's title match, Bianca versus Bailey? Bianca, they're setting up. Uh, they're going to set up uh, Sasha and uh, Bianca at SummerSlam. So, Bianca has to be champ until then. Sticking with SmackDown, Kevin Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio. Uh, Roman by Aspie. <laughs> yeah. Booyaka. Yeah. Booyaka. Yeah. <laughs> Booyaka. I mean- but that toss of Dominic looked <laughs> that awesome. That was amazing. <laughs> and the pictures that have come out since oh. from, you know, like wide view, not showing that he landed on the crash pad, but oh my gosh, loved that yeah. throw. Here's Love the it. thing, respect to Dominic for taking it, because what if he would have been short or too far? I mean, good the stuff him. that kid has had to do in his first year. He's got my good. respect. Yeah. yeah. I'll, pr- I'll predict that match goes... 10 minutes, 19 seconds. But Dominic has the potential to be the next great white baby face. I like your, I I like your, your book in the territory when they had the tag title match and how he was going to turn and Zelina was going to be his manager. (laughs) I I was, I wanted what you were selling to me a couple weeks ago, man, but prediction, not a spoiler. Time will tell. Uh, Jay, what do you think about Rhea versus Charlotte? I think it's time the queen 
regains the throne. She's the best. There is no woman better than Charlotte Flair. And Rhea Ripley, the, the experiment, the experience. It's so weird how they've done this with her. Like, so this is heel versus heel, right? Like, I is she a heel though? It's like heel versus heel. Well, the Thunderdome heel. noise says she's a heel. I don't get it. But it says why. Both. Both this is why this crowd. Bofa, yeah. It, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the crowd. But like for me, she just looks like that bratty little sister that is just poking the bear, poking the bear, poking. Like someone, where's my, where's my camera? Right there. Yeah, poking the bear, poking the bear. And Charlotte is gonna kick her ass. I'm all in for it. I hope she wears that fire uh, outfit oh, she was wearing. <laughs> it was a good look. That was ah, uh, Kevin. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm throwing, I'm throwing some. It actually looked like at first, like when she was like moving fast on camera and the camera was moving around. You know, those anatomy suits where it's like the muscles show your yeah, teacher. Like the yeah. uh, old I, school uh, Mr. Goodbody. Like, yeah, like I, I thought of that and I almost tweeted it. I'm like, eh, it'll go over to people's heads. So <laughs> I was thinking uh, Tori from the uh, Attitude Era. Oh, yeah. Oh. I forgot about that. That's yeah, a good but Charlotte, Charlotte all the way her 47th raw championship <laughs> title win uh, for the queen can't wait and then she will be facing lucy Booten tights on monday night to defend the championship but on sunday night a and e hidden treasures is two hour finale and it's all about rick flair charlotte flair's in it so oh, yeah it's, it's flair overload on sunday look at that so we've got Woo! uh bobby lashley drew mcintyre hell in a cell if Drew does not win, he cannot challenge Bobby for the championship any further. I, I'm torn on this, but I'm going to go with Drew. And here's why. I think that they can play up that Bobby has maybe lost a little bit of focus. Too many hookers. He's all, yes, he's hanging with the ladies. He's got Too many the champagne. That he hasn't the killer. I mean, the hurt business is no longer. It's it's MVP, it's ladies, and it's Bobby. So with the the crowds coming back in just a few weeks, I think they're gonna give it to Drew so he can at least have a little bit of a run in front of the live fans. Who else, Joe? I got something. Uh Brian, I actually agree with you because of the live fans. You got a heel champion on SmackDown. You're going to need a face for Raw when they go back live. Like that. And yeah. I like your idea because I was thinking the same thing. Bobby has lost the focus because he's got the champagne. He's got the VIP room. And this is my prediction. And it's, a, it's not as good as a Jason prediction, but I'm going to book the territory on this one. Bobby loses, blames MVP for uh, losing the focus. MVP turns on Bobby and aligns with Kofi, but Bobby beats Drew at Money in the Bank to face Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. When does Brock mm. come back? Brock comes back the Raw after Money in the Bank, after Bobby has a celebration, and after he turns on MVP and he's celebrating the ring, and then Brock is attack him from behind. It's going to be a live Raw with a crowd, and that's mm. when Brock comes back. And we're going to finally get Bobby Lashley as a face against Brock Lesnar as a heel. 
Oh, and Drew, and yeah. Drew can do something else. I that's my prediction. It doesn't mean it's going to happen, but that's what I want to see, and that will make Raw great again. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, probably going to be the wrong one, but I think Bobby will win this weekend, just for the fact it will force WWE to be more creative and not put Drew versus Bobby for the fourth month in a row. I think I think Bobby. I think the match is going to be back and forth, but I truly think Bobby will be victorious. Joe, hearing you come out and say, yeah, MVP and, and align with Kofi from that. If that happens, that's sweet. But I still think Bobby at this point uh, this weekend, and he took the pin this past Monday. Uh, all right. I'm on a roll this show. It's a shame that I have not been able to stay here for the whole time. Um, Lashley wins. Defends the title. Drew goes and does something else. At Money in the Bank. Because it's live crowds. Kofi Mania 2 begins. Mm. Kofi challenges Lashley. Kofi wins. Now that we're going to have live crowds, they want that Jeff Hardy type pop for the crowd. Put the belt on Kofi. He will. That's that's how this is going to go down. Okay. Territory is being booked. Well done. I like, I like it, but I, I like mine better. So uh, to quote Jason, I win. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm uh, have done a great job hosting this show. Wait. So it is time for the Marchuka revolution to exit. <laughs> okay. Look at that. And, and he's gone. All right. Well, we, we thank Jason for his contributions and we wish him well in his future endeavors. I don't think and Jason- we would like to announce that this week's Pecker Head of the Week will be Jason Marchuka <laughs> for leaving the show early. I know he last week he said uh, with the Nikki Cross, two minutes was a, a accomplishment in his family, in his house. Oh, that's Not right. For a podcast. No, no. Rules are rules. He broke uh, rule number he's one. He's going to kill me on this one when he hears this. <laughs> no, how dare. No way. Um, all right, let's let's uh, let's let's move past. This was some happy news uh, on Tuesday that Renee Paquette, Renee Young, and John Moxley welcomed their birth of their daughter. Guys, I, I haven't seen it. Have you guys seen a name? Did they do a name? I don't remember. I haven't seen it. They said I think they had a girl. So very cool. Congratulations to them. And then I think I think they I I just saw something. It's going to be Deanna uh, Ambrosia. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) it took me a second. I think think that's a beautiful name. It's better than calling them Apple or Birdie. But, you know, whatever. It's it's good for them. If if the middle name is Shield, I would even like it more. But (laughs) the middle name is Ambrosia. Deanna Ambrosia <laughs> oh, right, right. Paquette, or my no, bad. Moxley, whatever. Yeah, my bad. So, so I, I'm sharing my screen now for those of you watching on the YouTube. And here was the WWE's tweet about the news. A big congratulations to the one and only Renee Paquette on the birth of her baby girl. And sure enough, I caught it too. And the first comments were, basically saying, hey, way to congratulate the father, John Moxley, as well. Uh, Guys, I want to get your thoughts on the level of pettiness on WWE's part. Are you surprised that they did this? 
do you, yeah, did you think that, you know, wow, even they wouldn't do this. They would probably even say Dean Ambrose, right? Something like that. What's your thoughts on how they presented this announcement? Kevin, you can start us off. I think uh, they came with guns a blazing with that comment. They, they knew they they wanted to be assholes. I'm actually very surprised they didn't put, you know, the John Moxley and then parentheses, formerly known as Dean Ambrose or some, or something like that. But just to say congratulations to her solo, I don't know. I almost feel like it's a little uh, side knife in the side. It's almost like, I don't know. I, it was kind of weird. I kind of liked it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I like, uh, <laughs> I like the, uh, the hostility towards That's, it. It's, it's definitely hostile. Throwing a little bit of shade. What do you think, Joe? Were you surprised? Uh, is it like, oh yeah, that's what WWE does. If you're not, if you're not in the company, you know, you're Here's out of the here. Thing. Uh, I'm going to be positive on this one. I don't think they meant any ill will. Really? I think they were, gi- I think they were given uh, Renee uh, Paquette, Renee Young respect. I think they were uh, basically saying like, you know, we love you, Renee, good luck. And I don't think they were meaning to be disrespectful to uh, Moxley. I really don't. And I think, I just want to, like, I just thought it was, they didn't have to say anything. They really didn't. Like, let's think about it. They did not have to say a word about this, but they did. And they were basically showing their love towards Renee. It didn't mean they were disrespecting Moxley. What they were doing was just basically saying, uh, we love you, Renee. Uh, congratulations on the child. And when they say the one and only, they were given her respect. They oh, they were, dis- yeah. I don't think they were disrespecting Moxley. And I'm going to like, this is something that only like probably five people who are listening understand. And it's uh, an old stand-up thing. I remember from Jim Gaffigan when he says, when you really think about it, the, the male contribution to uh, human life is really pathetic. We basically get credit for 10 minutes of things we were going to, we think about all the time anyway. <laughs> the women have to do way more than that. So it's like, you know, they were giving respect to Renee uh, Paquette. And I am too. I'm very happy that they had the baby. I'm very happy for both of them. But I don't think, like, when Brian, you said, oh, kind of crappy and everyone's looking for the negative. Why are we looking for the negative when we can think of the positive of a new family has begun? Well, no, you're, you're absolutely right on that. Um but I just think because Moxley was such a part of WWE and they met in WWE that there's so many threads. I mean, Renee isn't really part of the company anymore. Neither That's is why John. they didn't have to say anything. Right. But you it's the same position as John Moxley. They don't work there. So there's why would characters in that tweet. They could have put that name. In <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I think the test will be, I'm going <laughs> to. You counted the characters. <laughs> no, I. I... <laughs> Here's, here's what I'm, here's what I'm going to look into. And I I never thought I'd say this, but that's how deep we're going to analyze this. You guys know Lacey Evans is pregnant Mm -hmm. when Lacey has her baby. When did that happen? uh, Well, remember the whole story with Nate and like, no, according to raw writers, we don't remember a month ago. Okay. Well, that's why they keep re- Oh, negative Joe's back. That's all right. We welcome back, but no. So L- Lacey, yeah, she's taking time off. She's having, I believe her second child. And we'll mm-hmm. see when that tweet comes out, if that tweet just congratulates 
Lacey and not her husband, who I, I believe is just a, a regular guy. He's not a, a member of the WWE superstar family or anything. So if it, if it does that, then I'll go, okay, maybe that's how they do it. But if they congratulate Lacey and her husband, Josh Schmo, then I'm going to say a terrible. Gotcha. In actuality, I would have loved it if it would have said Lacey and her husband, if it would have said Renee Paquette, and her husband. See, <laughs> that would have been Kevin. The I, Kevin, I agree with you. If they would have said, if they would have said Renee Paquette and her husband, that would have been disrespectful. That would have been awesome. Yeah, I feel like yeah. they should have. I would have totally agreed with Brian on that one. If it's like, congratulations to Renee and uh, her donor for this. It's like, no, that would have been terrible. That Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a bullseye right there. All right, putting in my notes, Google when Lacey Evans is having her due date so i can check for that I'm, tweet i'm okay. going to predict end of september okay all right we'll, we'll keep you updated on all of that wow that's amazing um real quickly guys before we get to our five count for this week uh the news has been starting to break a little bit lately that the wwe wants the rock to return at the survivor series this year it would mark 25 years after his debut at the survivor series in madison square garden back in 1996 real quick obviously we'd all love the rock to come back and wrestle my question though is yeah respect joe my question is what percentage do you put on the rock wrestling at survivor series kevin give me your percentage number what do you say mm, trying to think what if he's filming movies i'm gonna say okay so 100% showing up and wrestling. We're just, I'm going to say wrestling again. This doesn't count like I'm doing a, a promo in the ring uh, or a, a, a video in the intro package. Five Literally, I'm, it's, it's going to be, you know, rock versus our truth or something. 66.67%. Uh, right? Okay. That is, that is two out of three chances. I gotcha. Joe, what's your percentage number? Um, in honor of his uh, anniversary, I'm going to go 25%. He's got too many things going on. He's got too many, um, as much as we'd love to see it, because Undertaker had the 25th anniversary a few years ago, and Rock definitely deserves that respect. I don't see Rock coming back unless it's WrestleMania. So I'm going to go 25%. I'm not going to go Steiner math and make it add up to 141.3859 high, <laughs> whatever the hell it is, but whatever. Thank you. Yeah, school's out for summer. We all know that. I'm um, done. <laughs> I, I'm going just a touch higher than you. I'm going to say like 38%. It, it's kind of a wishy-washy Ooh, answer. 38 but special. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd like the the allure of 25 years. So I think, you know, if he has the itch, if the schedule reigns, it's a chance, but he is getting older and it, it is Survivor Series. It's not maybe. just turned 49. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's likely, but I'm not completely ruling it out. We'll definitely be keeping an eye on that. Um, guys, lately, there's been a, a couple of wrestlers that since we've started the podcast, that we've admitted mm. that, you know what, these guys are starting to win me over. And that's going to be the theme for this week's five count. That wrestling podcast presents the five count. Yes, 
Yes, it is time for the five count. Uh, Joe, a nod to you. You came up with this one a couple of weeks ago. We've been kind of sitting on it, but um, the, the two guys that just in general, I think kind of spurned this idea for us and, and maybe they'll land on your five counts, but the two that really were the case that kind of got this idea going were Riddle uh, with his work in RK Bro and Cameron Grimes now that he is a, a rich hillbilly. Um, Kevin, do you want to start off with your five count of wrestlers who you didn't like at first, but have won you over? I definitely will. Uh, mine span kind of 39 years, or I guess I started watching wrestling when I was five and five or six, so 33 years. When I was younger, I was a big, big Hulk Hogan fan, right? Always a Hulk Hogan fan. Hollywood, not my one of my rush Mount Rushmore's, right? Other people would say there's a guy who's better than him, Ric Flair. Growing up, I wasn't like when I was younger, but when I started, you know, getting a little bit older, Ric Flair was very, very cool. But when I was younger, I was like, oh, I, I don't like this guy. He's he's arrogant. He's you know what I mean? He, he talks a lot. And then it's like once you progress, you know, of, of your professional wrestling love, it's OK. Yep. Hulk Hogan is kitty and in in rick's where it's at so i put rick as my number five number four the only one on my list a true wcw guy i couldn't stand him when he first uh when i first watched him mullet three letters oh yeah dd feel the bang yep oh i i always thought he was so annoying so annoying. And then it was almost just like overnight. And it was like, he started, you know, doing a lot better in the ring. Uh, and maybe it was his uh, purple vest that he used to come in. <laughs> maybe, it was, maybe when Kimberly started coming down the aisle with him, I started liking him a little bit more. But like, there was just something about him. And uh, minus the David Arquette stuff, uh, there's just DDP. It's like, I, I, did you guys like him? Like right off the bat? I did no, the second no, I he, mean, uh, turned yeah, on the NWO. Yeah, like yeah. It, he was the he first was one to do it. True and true. Like, you know what I mean? Was always like pure WCW. He had a faulty WWE run. Uh, but that was my number four. Number three. Uh, I guess it's technically not one person. The New Day. When the New Day started, uh, I, I considered them. They were yeah. like the gospel. And it's like, you yeah. really didn't understand what they were. And I just remember the culmination of when uh, my wife and I, we went to Santa Clara for the mania, you know, in, in uh, California. And we went to the raw after mania. And all I can remember, I'm like, man, why did I chant new day sucks new like for like five straight minutes. And I was just like, trying to come up to the point of like, when did it switch? Like, I can't pinpoint it to like where I started becoming a big fan. I have two t-shirts now. My son loves, <laughs> like, loves doing the biggie twirl. And I'm like, behave yourself, kid. Kevin, uh, I, hate so to, I hate to interrupt you, but they are the perfect example of taking a negative and turning yeah. it into a positive with new day rocks. They changed the, yeah, they changed it. It was amazing. Good call. Number two in in the this guy might be on your list uh he had a great documentary mtv you know the real world back to new york the miz number two i don't think anybody can say i was a huge miz fan when he first came out and did the- <laughs> 
or first. Uh oh, uh oh, I see a hand raising. But you yeah. are the only one who is a All big. Right. I like the Miz when he came he out. That. I thought I, I, I was, I respected him for yeah. following his dream because oh. I did the same oh. thing. I t- like so even though he sucked with the looking at his wrist and trying to read uh, the notes, I still respected him because he he had no chance of making it and he done and he has in in how he got maurice at that point too uh but then you know miss uh then he started getting a lot better in the ring and honestly he's he's easily because we we had the text uh going on like the top what 100 wrestlers and miz was what ranked like 81 or something like that he was number 100 yeah that and that's insane because i would honestly put him he's a champion he's won at wrestlemania not that many guys can say that uh miz number two number one it's very very easy i'm i'm sure you guys can can guess it i hated this guy for so many years john cena and now oh. now now i don't i i like watching him in the ring i loved when he did his open challenge or u.s open challenge because that had so many weeks in a row where he put on four four star matches like not a five star perfect match but he was legitimately back to back every single week Mm -hmm. great match and it didn't matter what style he was going against in that ring cena brought it It, because he went from five moves cena right to five moves of doom five moves of doom to be able to to wrestle a half hour and wrestle the rock back-to-back years having amazing matches with Shawn michaels you know uh triple h everybody so john cena rounded out my top five at number one that was such a fun run because he was going against the mid-card guys like i can remember amazing matches with cesaro and with zach Ryder, and those guys were getting these tv time in the rub with working from cena um and the nxt nice job, guys yeah. with Sami Zayn and uh yes yeah they came up too yeah right yeah that was that was a really good run i know sheamus has kind of done that and it's it's not quite there the level yet but uh, maybe they'll build on it some more joe let's hear your top five all right uh kevin great list uh normally week after week kevin and i typically have three of the five the same i'm very proud of the fact that i only had one of yours yeah so nice my number five batista Mm. when he was Deacon Batista, boring. When he joined Evolution, he was just a muscle, but he was also like the guy who was a tag team with uh, Ric Flair. So what I'm going to say with my five count is I'm going to tell you the moment I changed my mind. Batista, it's easy. It's the moment everyone changed their mind. <laughs> Thumbs down. That was Hunter. Mm-hmm. I knew what I was going to do. For a long time. And after that moment, we had, and it's been a while, we had a made guy. We had a made guy who's never had a bad match or program since that time. He Like, even when he was like, Ray, I'm going to knock your block out. And the best match we were all at, thanks, Brian, by the way, for those tickets, uh, WrestleMania 23 against The Undertaker. I got to say, Batista's my number five. Good choice. Number four. And it's appropriate he's number four because he puts these fingers up all the time. That would be Ric Flair. Uh, Okay. All right. Number four from the four horsemen, Ric Flair. And the moment I started liking Ric Flair, remember, I'm a WWE guy, WWF guy. 
growing up, I didn't really watch NWA or uh, WCW. When he came over to the WWF, he was with the brain. And his first, like his big feud for the belt was with Randy Savage. You know my love for him. She was mine before she was yours. Great stuff looking back on it. But at the time, I'm like, no, how dare you? The moment I started really being a Ric Flair fan was the night on Nitro in 1998 when he came back, when they did the Four Horsemen reunion, and he was coming out with his tuxedo. It's like, fire me. I've already been fired. And it was so much real emotion that after that, I went, Ric Flair's my guy. Loved Ric Flair from that moment till, um, you know, still to the day. You got to respect the nature boy. So that's my number four. And Kevin, that was the one that we had the same, but you should have put Ric Flair. I know, I should have. Why'd you put him five? (sighs) Number three. When you mentioned mullet, I thought we were going to be a match again, but you picked the wrong mullet from WCW. Eddie Guerrero. Oh, I considered Eddie. Eddie Guerrero was my number three. Good choice. I could not stand Eddie Guerrero in WCW. And it's because Eddie, I don't think, like, when you look back at it, I don't think Eddie liked being in WCW. His real personality did not come out there. He was just angry the whole time. He was good in the ring, but he didn't bring it, like, when it came to the mic. So when it came to, when he came to WWE, here's the moment where I started liking him. WrestleMania 2000 when he started winking at China during their uh, the radicals versus Rikishi and too cool with China. And he's just like, that was the start of Latino heat. And I could like friends back in the day when we were watching wrestling at the time, we went Vince McMahon is a genius. He took Eddie Guerrero and made us love him because he let him be himself turned up to 11 Latino heat. Latino. When, when he became Latino Heat and then when he became Lie, Cheat, Steal, the only thing I liked about Eddie Guerrero in WCW was the fact that he made Chavo wear Eddie Guerrero is my favorite wrestler t-shirt. <laughs> but, but that made me like Chavo, not Eddie. So Eddie coming to WWE was the best thing for him and he's my number three. Number two, Chris Jericho. What? Couldn't stand him. I could not stand him as Lionheart. I could not stand him when he was starting to be a heel. This is the moment, and I have to, and I have it ready on uh, my screen, and I'm going to read it. The moment I liked Chris Jericho, it was not the man of a thousand and four moves. That was good, but it was Slamboree 1998 when Chris Jericho was introing all the contestants from the Cruiserweight <laughs> Battle Royal. And I'm going to read this for those who aren't going to look it up on uh, YouTube. Here we go. Coming out first is Exo Machilo uh, from Exo Machilo, Mexico. You notice this guy's hat never comes off. He's a master of the t- trick track. He's a master of defunct. He's super callow. Look at those moves. Ladies and gentlemen, he's got a one in 10 chance of winning, maybe. From El Paso, Mexico, this guy used to be a great bartender, but he hasn't translated in his wrestling skills. He's the Scrooge of the illustrious Guerrero family. He's Chavo Guerrero Jr. Maybe a two out of ten chance of winning. Like, this is great stuff from him. Coming out next from Mexico, this is a rags of riches story from selling chimichangas on the streets. So WCW, here's Cyclope. (laughs) 
it goes a little bit longer, but you, that's great. You're all, yeah. you're all remembering. We get it. it. But I'm gonna. Yep. I have to finish it. Sorry, Brian. Now we got Damien. He can't afford a mask, so he's using paint. But sooner or later, he's gonna buy that mask. I'm guaranteeing you that. Here we go. The winner of the Lou Ferrigno Lookalike Contest. This guy's also from Mexico. El Dandy. <laughs> Coming out next, he's a world welter, light, featherweight, Pesa champion. He's El Grillo. Now, this guy pulled up a nice, rusted-out 68 El Camino Chevy. Chevy, he's the ugliest man in our sport today. He's the illustrious Quasi-Juice Carrera instead of Juve. That oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But this is the best part, which I'm sure all of you remember. A former champion in many countries. He's going to rock, rock till he drops, drops. Rock, 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 never stop. Marty Gennetti, Marty Gennetti, ladies and gentlemen. Coming out of Allentown, PA. He's a lost and lonely soul. His name is Kidman. And Kidman, I got some calamine lotion for you after the show. Remember, he was itching at the time. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to skip down a little bit. Uh, this guy, this then, of course, we got Psychosis. He's got a lot of hubcaps in his collection. And you'll need to procure your you won after the show this guy's the silver king he if he wins 12 more matches he'll be upgraded to the golden king this guy is johnny sinner johnny johnny wait sorry johnny swinger and yes that's exactly what he said have you ever heard of this guy because i haven't zero out of ten chance of winning no chance and last but lost niece representing villainous number one through 62 this is villano four and that's all i could find on there but that everyone gives credit for Jericho for the man of a thousand and four holds promo slamber. No, uh, what was it? Stampede 2000, 1998 was the best promo he did when he was introducing everyone. And I love the fact that he was giving the odds of who was one in four right. chance, one in 10 chance. I'm only drinking uh, water, but I'll drink to that. Look it up on YouTube seriously it is a great watch of jericho and that's when i turned the page of being a jericho-holic from that day until today and now number one how can someone be number one after i gave all that effort for number two that's easy it's the rock oh number that's one a good is one. the rock yeah. die rocky die 96 yeah. and 97 the rock did not just have one moment that made it for me. The Rock had two major moments, but it was an entire year. 1998, The Rock. Number one was when he gave the Rolexes to the nation and Farouk got the picture of The Rock as his gift. Yep, classic. And number number two was when The Rock and the nation was feuding off against DX and they took over uh, China and they went, and he went on top of the ladder Johnny, you look pretty good on your knees right there. I'm like, okay, that's it. Done. <laughs> Got it. This guy's my guy, and I have not looked back since. Though so number one, and if anyone else has a different number one, please let me know. It's The oh. Rock. Oh, I, yeah. I have a different number one because I, I liked Rock, Rocky Maivia. You know, I didn't I did love not. him, but I didn't hate him like the crowd did. I was just like, oh, this guy looks pretty good. He's young, Bird, you know. So, so What's that? With the birthday streamers. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> from, the, from the gear. Maybe we'll see that at the 25th. And that's why I'm reunion. wearing the shirt. All about respect for number one. All right. Thank you, Joe. So for my five count, number five is uh, a newer entry. Sammy Guevara. 
So Sammy, if you remember, I believe he was the first match on Dynamite with Cody Rhodes. And mm-hmm. I'd never heard of this guy. He comes out wearing a freaking panda head on him. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Because, you know, I, I knew I didn't know, like, every guy that AEW had signed. But, like, of course, I know Kenny Omega and the Bucks and Cody and Hangman. So I'm just like, they're making this guy. Like, what is this? Oh, like, I didn't like him. <laughs> But I think I think it started to turn for me probably when we went to Revolution uh, just over a year ago and that match that he had with um, uh, what's his face um, uh, Darby, Darby, Darby excuse Allen. me yeah Darby um, that that match was incredible and yeah his ring work is just something good he's he just ditched the panda he went heel after that match you know, later on when the inner circle had their um, their first, you know, pairing, if you will, at the end of the show. So Sammy's my number five. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't feeling him that moment, but he definitely grew on me. My number four is Elias. All right. Now Elias was the drifter Uh in NXT. He would come out with his guitar and he wouldn't play the guitar. He was just like the drifter. And I was like, this guy sucks. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you, you come out with your guitar, but you don't play it. I don't get it. And then, you know, he got a little better later on, but it wasn't until he got to the main roster when he started doing his songs. And there's no wrestler that has had their career derailed more than they're not being live fans than Elias. If you want to look back when him and Kevin Owens did their pre-match promo on the Seattle crowd where they make fun of the supersonics, that is nuclear heat. So I look forward to seeing Elias. He's just, he's just been treading water for the last year, but I'm looking forward to him getting out in front of the crowd, doing what he does and I think he'll be just fine. My number three, woo, 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 Zack Ryder. <laughs> Guys, a major brother. Yeah, yeah, he just chimed in. He, the major brothers. As lame, white meat baby face as you can get. So, I mean, I didn't hate him. But so plain Jane, you couldn't tell him and um, Brian Myers apart. It was just nothing. Then they become edgeheads. It's like, all right, it's a little better. You know, they're, they're hanging with Edge and taking the beatings that Edge isn't able to take a little bit better. But then, of course, when the Ryder revolution started and he became the woo-woo-woo guy, I don't need to say anything more. I'm all in on Zack Ryder. My number two, Joe, you hit it on the head, Chris Jericho. And nice. I want to talk about the promo that he did for the cruiser. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not <laughs> yeah, doing that. Oh, Would you like me to share my screen? <laughs> no, no, no. You covered it all. I need to say no. So more. <laughs> really, you hit it on the head. I didn't like Lionheart Chris Jericho. You know, this is the time of like the NWO's peak and, and guys like Nash and, and Hall and Hogan, like they would just beat the shit out of him. Um and it just, yeah, it was when he became the smart ass, like you referenced, Joe, made fun of Malenko, made fun of Goldberg, that I was like, okay. And then, of course. And JoJo Dillon, don't forget about that. Yep, yep can't ever forget mean. that. So, and then you fast forward to the Raw debut, and it's just been a rocket ship ever since then. My number one, no one has said this, Shawn Michaels. Liked them since the beginning. I didn't like the Rockers. Yeah, I didn't like the Rockers. I liked Demolition. 
I like the Nasty Boys. I like the Heart Foundation. I didn't like the Rockers. They appealed to girls, right? I just didn't like, I didn't like to their knockoff Ultimate Warrior theme music, the entrance <laughs> music. You guys know what I'm talking about. Yes. I wasn't like it. I wasn't a fan of Sean or Marty. Didn't like them at all. But from the moment that Marty Janetti dove through the barbershop <laughs> window like a coward, it started to change. I, I still wasn't sold on initial HBK with Sherry in the mirror. I was kind of like, I still hope this guy gets his ass kicked. But obviously, as Sean's career grew, he may be my favorite wrestler of all time. That's how much I revere Shawn Michaels and to see where he came from, from the Rockers, which I was just always hoping they'd lose. It doesn't get any better than that for me. So that is my number one. Who made your five count? Let us know on social media using the hashtag TWP five count. Yeah, great list all around, guys. This was great. Good, good topic, Joe. Again, nod to I you. For, you thought of this. I forgot to mention. Ago. I was talking to Jessica on the way home, and she's like, "I only have one, Kevin Owens." Okay. Okay. She couldn't stand him when he came up, like, and yeah. when he was facing Cena, and I'm like, "This is such a great match." And she was like, "Cause Cena carried him." Oh, okay. But well, it was when like he uh, was facing against Jericho and started like really becoming like you know even now she gets excited for seeing Kevin Owens. So she only had one of the five count. Well, so, please, yeah, I was say please tell Jessica thank you for her one count. We appreciate yeah, her, her contributions count. to the show, right. guys. I I do have Kevin. I got breaking news. Um, I did pop on Twitter uh, just a few moments ago. Um, tomorrow, or sorry, later tonight, Friday on SmackDown. Rey Mysterio versus Roman in hell in a cell. They have apparently moved it up to Friday night SmackDown. Just just came in breaking news. You're hearing it here on the pod. Um, so tune in tonight on Fox. We'll, maybe we'll get find out more what the backstory is behind it. But we're getting a hell in the cell match tonight on SmackDown. So that's pretty damn cool. It's a hell of a match. It certainly is. Uh, guys, I, I guess that's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, tip of a cap to the pod general, Jason, for his cameo appearance, much like Eva Marie. Uh, he'll be back in full force next week, I do believe. Uh, thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Joe. Congrats on the in-your-house move. Wonderful job there. Congrats on that. Uh, make sure you follow the show on Twitter, at that wrestle pod and don't forget to get the merch we have those brand new bruise next shirts and tanks that are available at whatamaneuver.net thank you so much for listening i'm brian and i hope you guys all enjoy wrestling thanks for listening follow that wrestle pod on instagram twitter facebook and youtube one two three that's it <laughs>